This is the Alchemy of Art podcast, episode 73, how to set up an art studio or gallery. Quote of the day. Our quote of the day is by Khalil Gibran. He said, when you work, you are a flute through whose heart the whispering of the hours turns to music. To love life through labor is to be intimate with life's inmost secret. All work is empty save when there is love, for work is love made visible. Hello everyone. The purpose of this podcast is to explore creative ways to transform our lives. Alchemy is the ancient study of changing materials from one thing into another, and we all do this every day. Whether you are a painter, a sculptor, a baker, or a gardener, every choice you make is transforming our world. On this podcast, we explore ways we can change both our physical and spiritual selves for the better. On this podcast, we hunt for the wise balance between accepting what is and taking empowered action. I am an artist. I sign my paintings with the name Vita. I teach online creativity classes and have written a few books, including The Alchemy of Painting, Developing Your Style and Purpose, and The Alchemy of Art, Stories for the Classroom. When this podcast first started, it was to share just stories about artists, and that morphed into artist interviews, and now we have expanded our topics of discussion to include ways everyone can harness their creative energy. Announcements. If you'd like to receive inspiring artwork and updates on my juicy new projects sent straight to your inbox, visit my website, studioalchemy.art, and sign up for my newsletter. Since we currently aren't having in-person classes at my art studio in Indiana, in Indianapolis. I've created some fresh new online classes such as creative art journaling. And my new favorite, this one just came out recently. I'm so excited about it. Create your visionary life plan, a guide to designing the life of your dreams. Those online classes can be found on Teachable, which is linked on my website, studioalchemy.art. So you go to studioalchemy.art, click on online classes, and it'll take you to the Teachable site. All right, so now our topic of the day, how to set up an art studio. First, I want to share with you my own story of both my story as an artist and my story of how I came to have um, the art studio that I have today. So years ago, um, 20 plus years ago, I majored in art in college. And at that time, I painted eight hours a day. I would paint both in my uh, dorm room (laughs) in college, and I would paint in the art studio where we had classes. And of course, at that art studio, there were open studio times where you could just come and work and make a mess. Um, And that's where I did my artwork. Then when I ventured forth into the adult world um, and lived in my first little house that was rented, I did not have any extra space. It was a very small house. My first couple of houses were very, very small, um, 800 square feet to give you an idea. And so I didn't have like a whole room that was dedicated to art, 
So what I did is I put all my art supplies in the closet and then anytime I wanted to paint, I would get those things out of the closet and paint on the kitchen table. And then once it was time for dinner, then I would put e- pack everything up and put it back in the closet. And let me tell you, this was not a good way to do it for me because <laughs> it just meant that I had to constantly put the stuff out and then put it back up and put it back out and put it back up. And since it was such a hassle to get it out all the time, I just ended up not making as much artwork. So there was a period of a number of years where I just didn't make as much because I didn't have a space dedicated to it. So one of my first suggestions to you is don't be like me. Don't have your art supplies, whatever type of art supplies they are, don't have them in the closet set up a space, even if it's just a corner of your room. I look back and I think I could have set up a teeny little desk with a table in a corner of my very small house. There was nothing stopping me from doing that except perhaps, oh, well, this is the living room. This is where we have all the couches. But I think I had a mind block thinking, well, that's what this room is dedicated for. So that's where I have to have that's the purpose of this room it can only be living room um be creative maybe there's a part of your bedroom that could be sequestered into making a little mini art studio um uh, or even heck in the garage i have several friends who are potters who have some space in their garage so um don't limit yourself by the past and what you've had in the past. I think I was limited by, oh, I had the art studio at my school where I could go and make a mess and I would do small sketches on my um, on my bed, sitting on my bed in my dorm room. Um, but that sort of created a, uh, <laughs> there's a, there's a trash truck that's outside that's making a big pounding noise. I hope you can't hear it. Well, if you can, now you know, cause I've told you, but anyway, um, you don't want to get in a rut and because you had used space created art in a certain type of place in the past that that limits your thinking about where you could have an art studio okay so after i um was in my 20s i moved to a house in indianapolis where we now had an extra bedroom so there's a third bedroom in the house that could be my art studio. And um, man, this was a real revelation for me to suddenly have a room dedicated to being the place where I could make my art. I loved it. I set up a table. I got an easel. I'd never bought an easel before, even though I'd majored in art and and painted um, professionally. I still didn't, I didn't have an easel because I just would do it on the, the table. I would always work on a table. Um, And, you know, you don't have to have an easel. You don't have to have a room. You use what you've got, but I do recommend having one little spot that somewhere that this is where you create the artwork and you can get up and go to dinner and leave the mess there and then come back to it after dinner. If you have that kind of setup, you will create more. So anyway, I, I 
bought a house with an extra bedroom, had that as my art studio, and that really ignited a fire within me where I I really just started creating more and more pieces, and then I started doing um, art fairs and having my stuff up in gallery shows and in little coffee shops and and you know really getting the work out there because I was making more of it and I was pumped and I was excited. I also at that time started working at a local art center teaching and I was very interested to see how a lot of people there who took classes took classes because they didn't have a spot at home where they could make a mess. So they made it their weekly ritual to come to an art class there and they were dedicated to making Uh, setting up the time and the space within that art center to make their art. So that might work for you if you don't want your artwork to be in a space in your house. One option might be to take classes at a local art center where you are going there every week, you are taking the time, you are setting up there, making a mess there, and um, that really works for some people. Another option I've seen um, a lot of friends do is they will rent a space that's a studio space in a big warehouse. Um, So there's a lot of places in the town where I live, Indianapolis, that do this where there's lots of little uh, art studios within a bigger building that used to be a car manufacturer or uh, so on and so forth. Um, And they've adapted these to be art studios and then every first Friday of the month those studios are all open where people can go and see a bunch of different artist studios all at once and they're really popular and they seem to be fun. I never got one of those. I never wanted to rent one of the spaces like that because the spaces that I happen to see at those places that are close to me were very small and dark. So none of the options for places <laughs> that were available to rent had windows, you know, they were small basement areas. Um, and, and it, it, I just knew that I wouldn't work there and t- I wouldn't work and create artwork there. I might be open on the first Friday and that would be cool to get to meet people through those avenues. But, um, I didn't think I would actually want to go there on a Saturday afternoon and create artwork because it just, uh, maybe I'm like a plant, I need light. (laughs) But, uh, you know, think about it. What will work for you? What is your ideal studio space? Does it need to have light? Does it need to be really close to your house so that you can just go there any evening of the week and work? Um, Does it need to... uh, Maybe it should be away from the house because then you are setting up your time to go and every Saturday you go and you spend all day there and um, that is your time and it's like going to work for you. Okay, so now continuing on with my story, I decided that I wanted, this was about four years ago, I decided that I wanted to start my own art studio and a place that would be both a gallery where people could come to see my artwork and I could teach classes. So it needed to be um, big enough that I could teach some classes in it. And I wanted to own the building. 
And the reason is because I wanted to create a garden outside where I could you know, go paint in the garden and then and have that um, right there. I'm a gardener and that's a big part of my life. And I wanted to be able to capture that with my paint and having it right there close to my studio. And I also wanted to be able to paint on the walls and really make the space unique and my own. And I wanted to no, I'm going to be there until I die and I will, I'm just going to work within that space and really settle into it. So that was my dream. That's what I wanted. And let me tell you, it took several years to find exactly what I wanted. I wrote down a list of the things that the studio had to have. It had to have, um, you know, space for at least four tables for uh, the classes. It had to have parking space that's close by where people can come. Um, It had to be zoned for business so I wouldn't get in trouble with some neighborhood association, whatever, for being, um, for having a business in that particular location. So it really had to have certain criteria. Obviously, it had to have the light because <laughs> that was something that's important to me. So um, make a list for yourself. What is your ideal? Um, even if you can't get to the ideal now, you can set up something with what you've got and then work toward the ideal for several years. So I looked at so many properties in my town where you know it's either... Uh, uh, an old building that used to be a, a grocery store, you know, you know, where there's a business below and a housing above. I looked at some places like that. They were pretty cool, but they didn't have a lot of garden space or parking space. And, and some of them needed a lot of renovation. And the place I ended up getting needed renovation, but some of them needed a lot of renovation or they looked like they're about to fall over let's put it that way so it took some time it took some effort but finally i was able to get a space that is in downtown indianapolis and it's a historic building so it is an indiana landmark building or well, two buildings because I, I own a big house, the main house, I call it. And then behind is the art studio where I actually live and work. So the art studio itself has a beautiful little courtyard garden between it and the main house. It has um, a cute little facade. It looks like a little country cottage and it's uh, painted yellow and unfortunately however the charm of this place stopped at the front door it really it stopped at the front door the it smelt it had um, holes in the floor and i had to have a contractor come in and redo all the flooring redo major joists that are supporting the floor Um, and i had a two bathrooms put in because there hadn't been functional plumbing in this space. It had been a pottery studio before um, from the previous owner, but they were really using this space differently because they had kilns and, you know, and I had to clean up uh, the uh, pottery splatters from the wall and the ceiling and all of that stuff. But I painted the whole thing. I put in new floors. um, And now since we've, this past year has been the 
coronavirus quarantine time, uh, I've spent a lot of this past year painting on the doors and cabinets and really starting to make the space unique and uh, special in the way that I had always dreamed. And I, there's still so much more to do. I mean, I've, I've been so busy and it's funny because I've, I've not had as many, you know, I've not had the in-person classes, but I've had online classes, but still it's not, I haven't had as much work that with that direction, but then I've had so much, there's so much to get this place set up and, and, uh, and do that. It's really inspirational to me to have the, the space of the art studio itself be a canvas that I can embellish and it can morph and grow over time and I can keep adding and taking away and it, it's flexed a lot. One thing I, I want to point out that I, a mistake I made when I, when I first set up this space, I set it up the way I had set up previous places uh, in that I would in the past, you know, say I had an art show at a, um, a coffee shop, I would bring in all of the waterfall paintings and I would put those up on the wall and it would be a themed show and I'd just have select pieces at a time and then everything else was in my back stock, which at the last house ended up being in my basement, my wet basement, so it's not the best place to store my artwork, but it's what I had. When I bought this place, I continued to do that just because I, di- I didn't I didn't think about it. I just continued to have themed shows where I'm just I put up just a few paintings at a time and everything else was in this back room. Well, I took a clutter clearing class that was an online class last summer, and one of the things they pointed out is that when things are in storage, they're just they get stuffy and and you need to be using everything that you've got and if you're not using it you need to get rid of it so I looked at my art studio and the way I had organized everything and I realized I had this whole room filled with art and then the actual gallery space I just had a few pieces what if I took all of those paintings and I just completely filled the walls so I ended up having stacks of paintings on the wall. I mean, I'm looking at a wall across the way. There's four paintings in a row going from the floor to the ceiling. I packed it in as tight as I possibly could, framed everything, which took some time and effort, of course. And now it really looks like a professional gallery. I'm feeling really proud at this point because I really, I fill the space. I'm sharing all of it out there. If you come to visit, I mean, you get to see almost everything that I have that's available, which feels good. It's like it's out in the world. It's not stuffed in the closet. Do we have a theme here today? First, I had my my art supplies stuffed in a closet and I wasn't using them as much. And then I had all of the artwork itself that had been produced stuffed in a closet and I needed to get it out. So that's my art studio story. And I want to ask you a couple of questions to just sort of get your mind thinking about what do you want for your art studio? 
think about the space that you have now. Think about your artwork and your medium. What are the real needs? What's the the minimum? What's the bare minimum that you need? Not the dream, oh, the perfect place, but say you've got to have five feet by five feet to sit in. If you work... um, as a printmaker, maybe, then you need to have, be able to have it flat and you need to have your several different um, uh, boxes and things that you're moving one piece to another and another and another. And then you need the print press. So you, how, how much space do your materials need? How much do you need for your materials? How much space does it take up? Secondly, do you prefer working in solitude by yourself or would you be really pumped and excited to work alongside other people? Do other people invigorate you and you know help you to move forward or is that just a distraction and then you just don't get anything done where other people are around? That might really help you decide what type of space you want for your art studio. Another question is, do you want it to be open to the public or do you want it to be a very private space that's just for you? If you do want it to be open to the public, how often are you going to be open? Um, How big of a commitment is it going to be? Um, For a lot of my friends who do these uh, art studios where there's just open on first Friday, I mean, that's really not that much of a time commitment. It's really easy for them to work that into other full-time or part-time jobs. So think about how much time you realistically have to be open to the public if that's something that you want. Now let's go back to our quote of the day. I th- This Gibran quote, I mean, he's so wonderful anyway, right? But um, He said, I'm going to repeat the quote of the day. When you work, you are a flute through whose heart the whispering of the hours turns to music. To love life through labor is to be intimate with life's inmost secret. All work is empty save when there is love, for work is love made visible. The reason I chose this quote for today, work is love made visible, is because when you are thinking about your art studio, I mean, it's really just an extension of your artwork itself. It's it's the support for your art. It enables you to be able to create it. And you want to look at it realistically. What are the needs that you have? And what is the love behind it? What's the drive? What are you trying to say? Why does that particular medium even appeal to you? You know, Say I was a potter. I've... I, took a pottery class years ago and it wasn't my thing to be honest but I get that some people they just love the earthiness of it they love touching the clay and molding the clay um and it's that love of the medium it's the love of the process why is it that you love creating artwork um, is it that the creating something beautiful is just so appealing? If you can articulate that and then think about how that work, the work of it and the physicality of it is really supporting the whole breathing mechanism that is 
your artwork, uh, you know, maybe your art business, if you want to be professional, you know, how can you support that love that you have of that medium and the product that you're producing? One side note I want to add, I do have an online class that is called Start Selling Your Art. It is a guide to creating a professional art business. And I'm actually currently making a book of it. Uh, So hopefully that will um, come out. I might even just have it be an audible book um, and do a recording and have it be audible book because I just myself and so many other people, they just listen to books now the way you're listening to this podcast. So much of the online class is voice recordings. So if you like this podcast and you want to learn more about being a professional artist, what it takes to start selling your artwork within your studio gallery space, or even working with other galleries, you know, I talk about that in that class, go to my teachable site, which is at studioalchemy.art. Again, how can your work, your artwork, be love made visible? Why do you love it? What is it you're trying to say? And how can your art studio, the work you put into producing that, making that dream a reality, support what it is you are trying to do and what it is you want to say to the world. This concludes the Alchemy of Art podcast. May these thoughts and stories comfort and heal your spirit. May you be filled with inspiration. May you be like the lotus flower and build your home or studio in the muddy water. (laughs) May you find your voice.